Once again, I experienced the sensation of rising from the confines of my physical body, still tethered to the stage floor. I felt myself floating up the curtains to the ceiling, the hall so far below, over an audience completely unaware of what was taking place in a dimension obviously beyond the scope of their sensory recognition or spiritual comprehension. This time, though, I continued to breathe with purpose, looking down at myself as my body maintained the necessary physical posture of a saxophonist wailing both on and through his instrument. Then I felt it, that brushing up against my arm that I so vividly remembered. On this occasion, I welcomed it, calling out a thought from my inner mind. Trumpet man, is that you? Hey kid, I heard through a cold rush in my ear. You've come back. Those simple words put me at ease with myself, and I made up my mind to remain in this place for as long as I could, or perhaps as long as I would be allowed. I felt a soaking warmth surround me, as if I were being embraced. Of course, embrace is only a word, a tool of language wholly insufficient to describe what I was experiencing. I realized then that I would never be able to relate this re-entrance to anyone because there were no words in any language I knew of that approached an adequate description of something that wasn't even known to exist. I always loved the way you played Lush Life, Woody. Yes, I heard your performance at my funeral and saw you from above. Of course, above is the only word we can use, even though there is no such thing as direction, be it above, below, left or right, it's all the same. The last thing I wanted to do on your first visit here was to scare you away, but of course that was unavoidable. But I knew you'd come back, and now you have. Trumpet man, I asked in thought. How did you manage to find him, knowing he'd get me back to where I now am? As you're beginning to understand, Woody, all things happen for a reason. Let's just say I knew what it would take to convince you that your visit here was part of your life's journey. All that matters is that I convinced him to help you, just as he himself had been helped at another time. I suddenly had the strangest sensation about the implausible yet apparent existence of parallel dimensions. After all, far down below I could still see and hear myself performing lush life, despite the fact, for it must be a fact, that I was indeed engaged in this otherworldly conversation with someone who no longer was part of my physical world below. I literally broke out laughing at the mere thought of my thought. Trumpet Man actually joined me in laughter, which was so absurd it made me laugh all the more. Wild ride, isn't it, Woody? Wild doesn't even begin to describe it, I replied. All too soon, I'm afraid, Trumpet Man let me know that my journey was concluding. It's time for you to get back on stage, young man. Your audience awaits you. In an instant, I was drifting back across the hall ceiling, then down the curtains, and back into my physical body on stage, just in time for the final notes of Lush Life. I opened my eyes, having returned to this moment in real time, 
and saw the audience as if in slow motion. To merely say you could hear a pin drop wouldn't even come close to describing the absolute absence of sound as if sucked from the hall by a giant vacuum. The audience, enraptured, seemed not to want to let go of the moment, but the moment passed, as it always does, and the ensuing applause was as loud and sustained as the moment had been quiet and brief. I took a deep bow to acknowledge my appreciation for the audience's enthusiastic reaction. As I did, the performer stepped back onto stage through the center of the curtains behind me, gently placed a hand on my shoulder, and grasped the microphone. Is that not one of the most beautiful songs ever written? And was this not the most beautiful performance of Lush Life you've ever heard? The audience responded with another round of applause, whereupon I took the microphone into my own hand. With your permission, I said, allow us to dedicate that performance to a very dear and special friend, a musician we both knew as Trumpet Man. The performer raised his arm from my shoulder as if to insert me into the spotlight for recognition. Ladies and gentlemen, please give one final indication of your appreciation to a great young musical artist, Woody Reed. I realized he was politely inviting me to leave the stage now, taking the show back into his own hands. I must confess to you, I experienced the briefest moment of rebellion, not wanting to surrender the limelight to him. But that moment was quickly transformed into the deepest sense of gratitude for his role in bringing me back to where I obviously belonged. As I took my final bow of the evening and turned to leave the stage, it was all I could do to make it through the curtain, reeling from sheer physical and emotional exhaustion. Of course, he had known this would happen. That's why he let me leave the stage without having to be carried off. I barely made it into the dressing room, where I collapsed in a heap on the couch. My body experienced that welcome spasm that warns of the deep sleep to come. My next conscious thought was that of waking with no recollection of time or place. I felt a blanket over me and saw a nightlight glowing dimly in the corner of what I eventually realized was the dressing room where I had collapsed into sleep who knows how long ago. I lay motionless as I tried to recapture my bearings. Once my senses began to return, I slowly sat up, disentangling from the blanket, and sat for a few minutes with my elbows resting on my knees, my head in my hands. The performer knocked quietly before entering the dressing room. He looked down at me, still sitting on the couch, and smiled. You look like you fought ten rounds in the ring, Woody. That's how I feel, I confided. How long have I been asleep? Oh, about 24 hours, Woody. I finished up the show last night, went home, showered, had a late dinner, did the dishes, watched a little TV, read six books, then came back here to make sure you were still among the living. I was beginning to understand. This was how our relationship was being defined. Much like my earlier tradition of sharing coffee and conversation at the bistro with Trumpet Man after every gig. After a few more minutes of idle chatter, he changed the subject. Did you have a nice visit, Woody? 
The question actually caught me off guard, as he knew it would, wondering if the word visit was meant for my visit this weekend to this little town, or for my return visit last evening to the zone. As a matter of fact, I did, I replied, not attempting to clarify his meaning. I hoped as much, Woody, but now I've fulfilled my promise to Trumpet Man, as you must fulfill your own. The time has come for you to leave, for your journey is about to take you in a new and important direction, as you'll soon discover. With that, we shook hands before he again abruptly turned and walked not off the stage, but out of the dressing room. I would remember the performer always, and I had no doubt that we were destined to journey together in the future. I took a quick shower, shaved, dressed, packed my bag, grabbed my sacks in its burgundy velvet-lined case, and left through the backstage exit, careful to close and lock the door behind me. I drove off with no particular direction in mind, but with a profound sense of purpose restored. It was only then that I dared wonder what he meant when he warned me that my journey was about to take me in a new and important direction. I had no doubt that this new direction would soon be revealed. <laughs>